Welcome to Laura's Happy Corner Podcast. My name is Laura Bowman, and I'm a manifestation coach who teaches people how to attract a life of joy and abundance. You are a thousand percent capable of living a life you absolutely love, one where you have the freedom to live your passion, be happy with your partner, and don't ever have to stress about money. And if that's exactly what you want, but you're not quite there yet, then this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to season two, episode six of Laura's Happy Corner podcast. Today's episode has a really interesting topic, one you've heard me talk about a little bit. And today we're finally diving deeper with someone who really knows her stuff. We are talking about human design and I am grateful to have on with us Michelle Smith, a human design coach, and she helps entrepreneurs maximize their efficiency, avoid burnout, and highlight their uniqueness in their business. She does this all through human design and we talk about how knowing your human design really can and will change your life fundamentally. So you may have heard about it. You may even know a little bit about your chart or what your type is, but what does it all mean? And most importantly, how does it relate to manifestation? So I hope that you learn a lot. There is so much when it comes to human design, but for today, we're going to keep it as basic as we can and talk about the most important things that you can start focusing on today to change your life and live more in alignment with your design. So I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Laura's Happy Corner podcast. Today, I have on human design coach Michelle Smith, who coaches entrepreneurial women and just I'm so excited. This is going to be a great conversation because human design is something that I've become fascinated with. It's so important and we're going to explain why. So Michelle, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yes. Thank you. And where to begin? Well, first of all, tell everyone a little more about what you do and, you know, and then we'll get into the the basics of human design. Yeah, for sure. So I do a couple things. I am a human design chart reader. So for anyone who is just interested in pulling, when you pull up your chart and learning more, I can definitely go over that with you. And then I also do one-on-one coaching. So I specifically help entrepreneurs who are feeling like they may be burnt out. They're kind of overworking themselves. They could maximize their efficiency, work on some time blocking things and everything. I use human design to help them just elevate their mindset on their business and their life. That's awesome. And how long have you been doing this for? Yeah. So I recently just pivoted my business. So I would say that the actual coaching has started and the reading started in December. So just last month, but I've been studying human design since 2019. I did it like because I was a uh, health and fitness coach before that, but I spent so much time behind the scenes studying human design and learning about it. And uh, eventually it took me a year of studying before I actually started implementing it into my life. And once I did, I saw huge shifts in my, just huge shifts in my life. And ever since then, it's just been so 
magical. And then I had to make the switch because I wanted people to also experience those shifts. You know, and that's, you. it's, first of all, human design is so, there's so much to know about it. So I can't blame you for, I mean, yeah, you needed time to learn about it. And that's, even in my business, you know, I, I had to practice manifestation and really understand mindset techniques and just all sorts of things like that before I felt comfortable guiding other people. I, you know, I had to see proof of it myself that, you know, these things really work. Um, and then I'm so glad that we connected and, um, and that's through an amazing coach Viola and we're in her group. And I saw that you were making that pivot. I saw that you did coaching. And at this point, you know, thanks to her, I was also really getting interested in human design. But as I was telling you, you know, it, it could be quite a rabbit hole to go down. So I thought, you know, maybe I should just stick to the people that know it well enough already and can help me understand it. And, you know, this is something that I definitely want to incorporate down the road in my own coaching with my clients. I think it's going to be really beneficial to start out uh, that first session by reading their chart. And, you know, you need to know your time of birth for that, but we'll go into that. So yeah, I really admire you for making that pivot because you knew once, once you started really learning it and seeing how it worked. Yeah. You, you couldn't ignore it. You had to, you had to make that switch. Yeah, totally. And I think that part of it is so for human design, when you are acting like not in alignment with your design, it's most likely due to conditioning that you experience throughout your life, which is inevitable. I mean, your parents raised you a certain way. You went to school in a certain society that had certain values that were potentially different from another city's values. So you, you grow up and they always say that you're kind of different than who you were as a child because the world got their hands on you, right? So for me specifically, I started learning about my energy type and kind of who I was, my, who my soul was designed to be. And it was very, very different than who I was. So it was very hard for me to fully trust, not only in the design, but to also put, put that into effect. So for me, I'm a non-energy type. So now all of a sudden I'm someone who worked three jobs while I went to college full-time. I've always been so, so busy filling my days, like working at five, waking up at 5 a.m., work out, go to work, like teach yoga classes, go home, like everything. So now you're telling me that I need to cut my life in like half and work like yeah. four hours a day. And I'm just like, what? So it was a really, it took me a year before I actually was like, okay, I'm going to implement this in my life. And I implemented it specifically because I was moving. Mm -hmm. So okay. I was working a full-time job. I still do. And I was also doing my coaching and I was a one year into my health and fitness coaching. So things were finally like starting to pick up, you know, which I still laugh because I pivoted my business, like right as it was like really taking off. <laughs> uh, but, but, it, but it felt right. And that's what's most important. Totally. <laughs> So yeah, we like, we're going into October. I know my husband and I, we just bought our first home. We're moving. Uh, I had some other like things going on and I just knew I couldn't put in the 
50, 60 hours of work between full-time and my business that I had been months prior. I was like, I just, I do not have the space for that right now. So what the hell I'm going to just try out this human design thing. Cause it's telling me that I need to work half the amount of time anyway. So I really stepped into my design for the month of October and I worked the, the least. I spent the most time taking care of stuff for my home and just spending time with my husband. And it was my highest income month ever. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's try. So now we're moved into our new home in November and I walk into it and I'm like, I'm going to try it again. And it was even more pulled back. I, I honestly believe, I think I only posted maybe like six posts in all of November. And I really just focused on bringing my new home together, spending time with like friends, my husband, you know, not because I was kind of at that tipping point then I didn't know if I wanted to keep doing health and fitness or if I was going to make the pivot. So I was kind of like in this limbo and November was just up there with October. And I'm like, this is absolutely insane. And I've kept doing it. And the last three months have been the most, I've made the most money in my business in this last quarter than I did the whole year prior. And I honestly can say I've worked half the amount. Wow. And that is so powerful because you stepped into your design and we're going to talk about the different types. You know, we're not going to get too deep into everything, but we're, you know, to get a better understanding for people listening to this who don't know about it yet or only know maybe just the very, very basics or, you know, they've heard of human design, but we're actually both projectors. So it's funny that you say that because it, I can just so relate. And as soon as you said that you were working 50, 60 hours a week, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm shaking my head here because that's exactly the opposite of what a projector is supposed to do. And I got to admit, you know, especially people who don't really know about human design and I tell them and I may, you know, like, guess what? I found out I only, I should only be working four hours a day, not eight, not 10. And they laugh like, okay, Laura, like good excuse to get out of trying to, and I don't know if you can relate to that. I don't know if someone's, you know, and my husband will make a joke like that too. He'll be like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. You're only supposed to work four hours a day. And I'm like, no, I swear. And I, you know, showed him something, you know, and I had him listen to, you know, somebody was talking about that on a IG live and he's like, you know, he, he was joking with me, but the point is to people, especially someone like a generator who is built to work, 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 you know, we're not lazy. That's important to, to specify. It's just that our design is we're just made that we need more rest in between or we get burned out easily. I think that's a good way to describe it. But oh, yeah. um, I guess this would be a good place to talk about exactly what human design is. So why don't we tell everyone that and then talk about the four basic types and go from there. Sure. Yeah, I would love to. So um, there. So human design, how I like to describe it is ultimately it is a blueprint of your soul's energy. So everything in this world is energy, right? Like even the cup you're drinking your coffee out of is made up of atoms and electrons and everything that is moving. So everything has some kind of um, energy. And just in a, my previous life, I 
have my master's in molecular biology. So the fact that human design also incorporates, it incorporates quantum physics, I Ching, Kabbalah, astrology. So it has a lot of different modalities that it derives from. And I feel like if you're someone who's very like logic science driven, this is a very good modality for you to explore because it does have that science foundation for understanding kind of where this is coming from. Um, but yeah, so human design, it's a blueprint of your energy. So every single soul has a different type of energy. So you have natural tendencies that tend to be different than other people. And it's strictly based off of your birthday, uh, where you were born, like exactly the hospital. So not where you grew up, but where the hospital was that you were born and then the time. And I love it because I've always liked personality tests, um, but I would always kind of catch myself giving answers that I maybe thought I should be saying instead of really being like a hundred percent honest, right? Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's hard to confront things like that you don't like about yourself. I love human design because you don't have a choice. Like you, your birth time is what your birth time was. So you can't really lie or like maneuver or manipulate the answers about that. And yeah, so there are five different energy types, actually. There is a manifester, we have a generator, and there's a manifesting generator, we have projectors, and we have reflectors. So do you want me to just go over kind of like a little like summary of each one? Yeah, that would be great. And I apologize because I said four, I always, I don't remember to say a, a, manning, a manifesting generator as a separate one. Um, actually... I, I was always a little confused about that, actually. So yes, perhaps you can explain just a little bit about each one. And yeah. totally, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not wrong. Like four and five are both right. So it's okay. just okay. depending on what you're looking, which side you're looking at it from. Got it. But yeah, so we'll start with generators and manifesting generators because they are the most abundant. So together, they make up about seventy percent of the population. So we we live in a very generator society and a lot of people are that aren't generators are conditioned to be like generators or Just like to that. be like manifestors but we can talk about that another time but yeah so generators ultimately to be a generator it means you have your sacral defined which is like the square that's the second from the bottom and you are typically someone who has a lot of energy you're someone who just enjoys enjoys life and you are meant to explore yourself and figure out more about yourself and be I always say uh, uh generators and managers are just here to be really 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 good at something and whatever that something is it's going to light them up um and the difference between a generator and a manifesting generator is that the manifesting generator has their throat connected to a uh, motor and the a regular generator typically doesn't and the only difference there is that the manifesting generator just has more like manifestor tendencies. So they have a little bit of a different strategy, I think, than a typical generator. Uh, they have like this initiation period while they're following their gut response. Um, so yeah, then we have manifestors, which make up about 10% of the population. They are, they kind of have a more closed off um, aura. They... Are they, they're very individual, individual, unique. Uh, they have typically strong personalities, I say. Sometimes people don't really 
get them or they don't rub right with them but um they're here to initiate and do and create and like really get the fire burning but they don't have the energy of the sacral to keep going so they're kind of here to start things and then help generators kind of like take it off so then the generator would like finish it for them kind of thing so sometimes manifestors struggle with completing things because they feel like they start a lot of stuff but they don't finish it but um that's what they're here to do they're here to get ideas and go with it and then we have projectors which are like you and I we are make up about 20 percent of the population and we are like the world I, I kind of think of it as like we are the earth's editors so we go around and we see things that people are doing and we have a very good ability to see things differently than other people. So we can pinpoint exactly where someone could be doing something better, or we just see the big picture very well. So we can say, hey, you may not want to go down that path because of blah, 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 or whatever. Each projector has their own thing. We're typically drawn to systems and patterns and stuff like that because we can just see it so well and it just makes sense to us. And typically throughout your life as a projector, you've probably been called bossy or a know-it-all or <laughs> just see the world differently. My father used to always tell me that, like, he would say, you got your head screwed on straight. He's like, you're like eight years old, yet you see the world so differently. And it's just, <laughs> we can be old souls, but that's, um, that's the projector way. And we're very different than any of the other types. So it can feel isolated. It can feel hard at times because it's just so different. Your energy is just different than the majority. Um, and then we have reflectors who are only 1% of the population. So if you're a reflector and you're watching this, I want you to know that you are seen and we love you. Like, especially yeah. as a reflector, you are an amazing unicorn in this world. I mean, you bring a hundred people together only one of them is going to be a reflector. So talk about feeling isolated. You're going like, they are very different. And being a reflector just means you have no centers defined. And you're ultimately here to, you're here to reflect back like what the society and what the people around you need. And through that, you can gain real wisdom about people, about relationships, about culture and everything so yeah the reflectors you can definitely feel alone but just step into that uniqueness and make it your superpower wow can you i would always wonder this they say about reflectors so there's different you can you can clarify this for me is is that the authority is to wait for a full lunar cycle and I, I don't under i i just always find that fascinating so basically that means reflectors should not make any decisions they should actually wait a full 28 days to i don't know yeah actually if you could <laughs> it's gonna be really <laughs> yeah no that's their strategy oh I'm so crazy. yeah okay. so they do have an outer authority too which kind of they can have an outer authority or a lunar actually or a lunar authority which is pretty much the same thing so it can fall into both both categories but um I personally personally for me I believe that you can as long as you as a reflector are just paying attention to the moon cycles and kind of just, I think, getting familiar with them and then just correlating to 
how they are with your natural tendency, and then just maneuvering that. I don't think every single reflector needs to wait the full 28 days. Okay. Yeah. I think that it can be more personable than that. Um, I think it's just really important though for you to just be hyper aware because I do believe that this moon cycle is going to have a larger impact on you as an individual than other people and other types. So just tapping into where the moon cycle is throughout the month and then just maybe for like a month or two, noting down days that you really kind of are having an emotional day or if you're having a really hyper happy day and then just kind of seeing where the moon is and just making those making those reflections so then when you're going back and you're trying to make a decision or whatever you can kind of tap into where you are in the cycle and then maybe you'll be like okay typically like this many days I get a little bit low or this many days I get a little bit high and just knowing not to make a decision in that moment. Right. That's what it was. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. That you shouldn't make the decision when you're like in a high or low, you want to be in like a neutral state and the moon cycle. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing, but like, um, you know, there's different things that correlate like in a new moon, it's supposed to be for setting intentions, new beginnings, um, you know, and then the other phase of the quarter moon, you know, taking action on that, um, full moon is harvesting, you know, like reaping those benefits. And then, so yeah, it, it's, that's important. I, I just, again, because they're so rare, it's, it fascinates me about like, you know, and I never understood that waiting a full moon cycle, but now I do. It's just basically not to make decisions, you know, when you're extra hyper or really like, you know, if you're like upset about something. Um, and then as a projector, what I was going to say is that, yeah, I noticed, you know, the, the top tra- a part of my chart, and I'm going to explain the chart in a minute, just so people know where they can find a chart and what's important to look for to start out if you're new to this. Um, but I noticed on mine, and I would assume that that's for every projector, we have the, we have the same open and closed or, or open centers and defined centers. Now, I don't know. Uh, but I, would say I have a closed head and a closed throat. And when you said that your dad said about like, you know what you want, you're very like, I thought head defined. So I, yeah, I was like, I wonder if all projectors have a defined head space. Yeah. So I actually projectors are the most diverse kind of centers being defined and undefined. The only guarantee that we have is that we do not have our sacral defined. So that will always be true for any projector. Okay. And your throat will not be connected to a motor center. That is also something that will always be true for a projector because then that would make you a manifester if that was true. So you could kind of look at it, look at it as like, if your sacral is defined, you're a generator. That's, that's easy. If the sacral is not defined, they're either a manifester or a reflector or a projector. Reflector is the easiest to peek out. If you see all of the centers open, you know. Right. And for the, again, you know, I'll tell you where to find the chart, but if it's colored in, it's defined. And if it's not, it's that means you have an oath that's open for you and yep. your chart will explain. So I guess, yeah. Um, what, what do you use for um, chart readings? What's the website that people yeah, can still read? 
can use. Uh, I really like mybodygraph.com. It's a free yeah. website. Yeah, I'm not affiliated with it or anything, but they give you a lot of really good value for for free. So that's really nice. Um, you can al always go on Jovian Archive as well, mm -hmm. or um, you can do myhumandesign.com, which is Jenna Zoe's website, who is also kind of, I like to think of like a new age, like human design leader. So those are three places that I really. Cool. You just named the three places that I use as well. <laughs> So that's perfect. And we'll link all of that and everything for people. But um, so it is important to know. And, you know, like you said, something else that was interesting because projectors are, are all the other types, really reflectors, projectors, manifestors, we're all because generators make up the majority. It's like we're all conditioned. And that is why how many people can relate to the like work hard you know hard work pays off and work hard play hard and you know just everything about our society goes hand in hand with working hard and working many and for some reason along the line the more hours you work the more successful you seem i i don't really know you know how that happened i i get it but it's not the way it is. And even if you are a generator, you know, you have to realize that not everyone else is a generator. So if you are, and you've got all this energy and you put in long hours, but you're married to like a projector, you know, that's important to know because you might think they're just, again, like we, we may come across as lazy to some people when that's in, in fact, not true at all. And another thing about projectors because of um, just, the, the personalities and the way our human design, we make excellent coaches. So I learned that I said, Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But you know, you, it's important, like, and again, you do have to know your time of birth. Um, if you're within a couple minutes, maybe sometimes, but you really need to know. And if you, you know, if you don't resonate with something, like once you learn your chart, like maybe, you know, you adjust it by a minute or two and that might, because sometimes even hospital clocks and things like that can be wrong, but it's important if you do know that time of birth um, or even have a close estimate that you look up your chart, you look up your partner's chart, your kids, because that'll just, I mean, forget about manifestation for a minute. It will <laughs> help you understand the person more you, you know what i mean and so what are the things i i know a chart it can be very oh gosh there's gates and there's all these <laughs> things but for the sake of keeping it you know simple for today's talk what are the main things that somebody should be looking for when they go to their free chart yeah totally so i always tell everyone the two most important things when practicing human design is your strategy and your authority. Because I can tell you all about your gates, your channels, your centers, everything. But if you're not following your authority and you're not following your strategy, none of that is gonna work. None of it's gonna be helpful. So that is like the foundation. And once you really get, even if you only lived your life through your authority and your strategy, I tried to combine them, um, <laughs> you're gonna live a, a very aligned life. And to me, what an aligned life means, I know that word kind of gets thrown out a lot, alignment, 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 and it can kind of feel like, what does that even mean? To me, it's that a, a life of pure contentment 
that we're all kind of striving for. Like you wake up in the morning and you're actually happy to wake up. Like you're not pulling yourself out of bed. Like you have a happy, like you are happy with the relationships in your life. You're happy with your work. You're happy with your home. Like you just are overall happy with everything that's going on. Mm. And if that means having your own business that brings in a lot of money each month, that's amazing. Or it might just mean having a nine to five job that you actually enjoy and you can come home and like have dinner with your family. Alignment's be different for everybody, but that's why human design, I believe you start to incorporate these things and it, it changes who you are fundamentally. So then it changes your everyday life. And then when your everyday life is better, it's, it's better. Like going back to father gave me on my, he's always given me really good advice, but one that's always stuck with me is that it's nothing is ever about the destination. Like it's always about the journey and the journey is the everyday. So if you can't be happy in the everyday, you're not going to be happy when you hit whatever destination you're working for. Yeah. I just posted something like that. I saw from someone else's page and I reposted it in my story. If you're not happy and grateful for a cup of coffee, then you're not going to be happy and grateful for any, for a mansion, for a million dollars, for a yacht. You have to start with the little things. And yes, absolutely. Living in alignment is when you think about something or you think about your life and you wake up, do you feel expanded or just, just grateful or do you feel contracted and do you feel like dread you know in any way and if that's how you feel I cannot stress it enough and this is why I do what I do change it you know and human design knowing and and this really because people and I just somebody just gave an example about because when you go into a little more there's closed taste digestion there's different ways of of eating even so that's why like I encourage anyone listening to this to to look up their chart because or get a reading, which Michelle provides, and we're going to, you know, make sure you have access to her and everything will be linked up. But, you know, find out all of these things about you. Um, because like, I know somebody, she was just saying how she thought something was wrong with her, like every, like she thought she was a picky eater. And that came like these little things, like become more deep rooted than we realize. And because with that came that maybe I'm not going to be as loved. People are going to think I'm so picky. Well, then she finds out on her chart, well, this is a closed taste digestion. She's designed to just eat something for like a month. And then, you know, you get tired of it or whatever it is, or, you know, those types of people are more picky than others. But then you don't like, once you know that you don't think something's wrong with you. People, we, we worry, like, is something wrong with me? And that's what I was going to say, a very quick story about, once I learned, I mean, I just got into human design this year. It's very new to me, but learning that I was a projector and learning that I was not meant to initiate, like be a direct salesperson changed my life because mm -hmm. I banged my head against a wall for years of trying to be a direct salesperson mm -hmm. and it never felt right. It never worked. I resented like what I did. It, it just, it turned into all of these feelings. And yet, I mean, I'd have these higher up people and that's the most frustrating part is to watch somebody do it with such ease and be, you know, they're making six figures and then they're coaching me and they're going up to the door, literally going up to the door with me. And I knock on the door and I just like, I froze. I literally froze. And the person 
said like, what's wrong with you? Like you just rehearsed it perfectly in the car. And I, I just, the point is I kept thinking something was wrong with me. Why can't I do this? Um, you know, I want, I don't want to work a nine to five job. I want to be able to have flexibility. And I thought the only way to do that was through direct sales and learning that I'm not cut out for that. And that's why I can't do it is because my, our, we wait for the invitation. That's, you know, again, something you'll learn with your strategy, mm -hmm. right? Strategy, not, a, <laughs> um, and and so I, I realized like, that's not meant for me. I can stop worrying and all that releases so much. Like there's nothing wrong. Like it's just in my design. So um, lastly, how, well, among all the other ways we've already probably talked about, is there any other way you would say it relates to manifestation and it helps? I could think of one, but I want to know what you want to say about that. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that all of these different things, so like human design, ma uh, manifestation, like yoga, journaling, uh, meditation, all of that, we're all, it's all striving for the same thing, right? To like elevate your soul, like tap into a higher self. And I definitely believe that when you start experimenting with your human design, which is another point I um, like to make is that nothing's set in stone, right? Like you don't have to do whatever this chart is recommending, but it's just nice for you to experiment and kind of like try it out. And like I said, I, I didn't do mine for a year. And then the second I did, I was thriving. So it's just kind of having to trust and try it out. But um, yeah, I definitely think once you can kind of like what you go piggybacking off what you said, once you give yourself permission to be who you are instead of who you think you should be, I think that just creates another uh, another level of yourself that allows the universe to give you more because now you are actually really tapping into who you are. So then you can really figure out what you want. So when you are trying to come up with desires from a place of I'm being who my parents want me to be, I'm being who my husband wants me to be, I'm being who my friends want me to be, your desires and your what you're trying to manifest isn't going to really correlate with what your soul wants because you don't really know who you are and that's not your fault. So if you feel like you're struggling with manifestation, I feel like that's really one key is just trying to like really tap into who you are and what you want. And human design is a really amazing gateway for you to figure out who you really are. It gives you permission to be that person. And then once you can own who you are and actually start to like, like her, then you can start to play around with the true desires what you want because I know at least from my personal experience I felt embarrassed about my desires like I didn't want to tell people because I thought that they were too big like I thought they were too silly I didn't even want to tell my husband because I just was like he's gonna say I'm crazy I'm never gonna get this but once I was able to break down that barrier more and more abundance came into my life and I know that I manifested that simply from the fact that I was able to own who I was and own the fact that my desires are not silly and they're not embarrassing and people actually support them and I think that that's how I believe human design can help with manifestation but I would love to hear what you have to say yeah no that is uh, just dead on uh, absolutely and that's that's what it's all about and, and again you know you hear living in alignment a lot but that is what it truly means to live in alignment and when you are the things, and I can attest to that too. I, I 
I mean, we have a lot in common. I feel the same way. It's same exact thing. Like I didn't even want to, like my husband knew that I was interested in law of attraction and manifestation. And I said, oh, one day I'd love to be a coach and teach it. And, you know, great. But until I really, I didn't tell anyone else, you know, but I started getting this urge five years ago now, 2016. And I just acted on it this year because I learned my human design chart that helped me along, along with many other things, just releasing those beliefs of like, this is not silly. Your desires were put in your heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that, that, that is what manifestation is all about. And the other thing is I noticed that what helped me even more and if you go to, I think Jovian Archive and Jenna Zoe, is that it, Jenna Zoe? Or, or well, like yeah, a her site. Yeah, her yeah. site's those, those two, the, the My Body Graph one doesn't, but if you look at the other charts, you will see that the four arrows by the head, the head part. And the bottom right is the whether it's pointing towards your head or away tells you whether you are a specific or a general manifester. Is that correct? <laughs> I just want to make sure from the right. Non-specific. Yeah. And so when you manifest things, you know, you hear a lot of coaches say, write down everything in, in excruciating detail. I always hated that. But then I thought if I don't write everything down in excruciating detail, I'm not going to manifest it. Well, guess what? Looked at my chart, the arrows pointing away. That means I'm a general manifester. So yeah, so I'm not supposed to be writing down every little detail of everything I want. I'm supposed to be focusing, general manifestors are supposed to be focusing on the energy around that and the big picture, especially being a projector, seeing the big picture. And once I tuned into that and stopped worrying about every little detail, abundance again stepping into alignment so that's just a little something a little extra trick for you guys listening go look up your chart see if that little that bottom right arrow is pointing towards your head or away from your head and then right there that'll also tell you what kind of a manifester you are whether you should be focusing on details or focusing on the big picture and the energy that it will bring so that was my little yeah, added tidbit to that, but it's all about just getting to know yourself better and what feels right, what resonates with you. And again, that's why I just said, you know, if you're really trying to go with your human design chart and you're really feeling that resistance, that constriction I was talking about, then trust that feeling. Always trust your intuition. Maybe your birth time is off by a minute or two. So play with it and maybe something else. Oh, like that feels like me, you know. But I think when you find your chart, when you, when you understand someone, you know, either you read it or you have it read, um, you're going to find a lot of, oh my God, that's why I, that's why this was a block for me. This is why I do this. This is why I prefer this, you know, it's all, it's all very fascinating. So yes, I am going to make sure you guys know where to find Michelle. Do you have, um, a website or you're on Instagram as well. I know that's yep, how I have Instagram. I have a, and I have a Facebook group. So those are like the and two main places I hang out. I will make sure that everyone knows. And it's called Align Inside. Yep. The group. Perfect. <laughs> I'll make sure that's in writing for everybody. And I encourage again, everyone to look up their charts 
get a reading, it, it'll change your life. Like I, I can't, that's no exaggeration. It'll literally change your life. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, this was really great. Michelle, thank you for your time. Thank you for explaining all of this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's always a blessing being able to talk about human design to anyone that'll listen. <laughs> anyone who will recognize this little projector. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we, uh, it's, um, it's just the beginning. I feel like that there's so much deeper to go and hopefully, you know, maybe you'd be back to have another conversation, but yes. Um, I hope this helps everyone. I hope this opens your mind up to something that you may have not even heard of. So, and yeah. So until next time, everyone take care.